Discover listeners. Welcome back to the I Want to Travel podcast. Today is episode number 20. As I mentioned in the previous podcast, uh, we haven't posted in a bit because we are in the back end developing a very new and improved Discover List app. And so I'll let you know more, more about that in a few podcasts later. But wanted to make sure, again, that we're posting this month because of Hispanic Heritage Month and we're coming to a close. But I wanted to make sure that we are, because I'm a Latina myself as well, highlighting fellow Latino travelers during this time. And so today we have uh, the honor to be um, interviewing a fellow Latina traveler, Carla, with the handle We're on Planet Earth for Instagram. And so, hello, Carla. How are you? Hi, Susana. Yeah, I'm doing well. Great to be here. Thank you for the invite. First, thank you so much uh, for being on the podcast. We love to hear about fellow travelers and their adventures and you know, especially um, for me, close to home, when it comes to, to the Latino culture, it's uh, it's very great and it's nice to hear how other Latinas travel. So thank you. So um, yeah. let's start with uh, talking about, um, you say you, um, we've spoken before and you've mentioned that you do this whole time. Let us know where, where do you, where do you live? Do you have a, a spot you come to? How do you, what do you do? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yes, my husband and I kind of travel a lot um, and we basically split time between uh, Mexico in Tulum uh, and then also in Park City in Utah. And then for a big chunk of the year, we sort of travel and work out of like Airbnbs and, and other areas. Very cool. And thank you for the intro. And I forgot to mention, uh, as I always do with all of my podcasts, to tell us about your favorite destination in a hotspot you would recommend in that destination on the Discover List app. Oh, yeah. So I think, um, I mean, I've been to 80 countries and I think it's a very tough question to to kind of like have like a top, top country. Um, but I mean, top five, if I can, I um, like kind of just reason in my mind, like I, I love Brazil, uh, Greece, Vietnam, Bosnia, and Japan. Uh, those are a few, but honestly, the, the place that I would say I would probably have a lot of recommendations for and um, I would post in this cover list is in Tulum in Mexico, because I know this place uh, very well, because, you know, we've lived here for, for many years. So yeah, that's what I would say. Amazing. Um, and you know what, Tulum is actually pretty trendy right now. It's actually been trending for... I know. Yeah, yeah. it's 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 awesome that you actually are living somewhere where people travel to, you know, um, once in a while or maybe once in a lifetime. It's pretty awesome that you actually live there. Is there a certain location that you would, that, a certain location in Tulum that you would say, if you come to Tulum, you have to have to visit this spot? Like, is there a certain spot? Yeah. You yeah. Um, yes, you're absolutely right that it is trending. Uh, I mean, when we first moved here, like it, it was not what it is today, uh, which, you know, everything has good and bad um but it is a beautiful place so uh it makes sense i think one one area that people should definitely go to if you come here is siancan uh siancan is uh like a natural reserve um it's really big and it has like many lagoons and you can actually basically float um in one of those lagoons and it's like the colors are incredible and the nature is incredible and i think a lot of people just miss it when they come so i highly recommend that is it like um, one of those um, underground? No, it, 
No, it's not a cenote. No. So okay. yeah, so cenotes are beautiful and there's plenty of them. Absolutely recommend going to them. But no, this is these are like lagoons. They're not cenotes. Very cool. How do you spell yeah. how do you spell that? Ciancan is S I A S I A N K A A N. Oh, very cool. But some reason I'm like, I wonder if there's an X in there. Because you know how all of those places over there have an X. There is like a, no, not an X. Uh, there's like a a little kind of um, apostrophe thing, like K A apostrophe A N. But no, there's no there's no X. <laughs> Cian can. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for the recommendation. Yeah. And so um, you mentioned that you visited um, over eighty countries, and uh, that you would recommend Tulum outside of Tulum. I mean, some what you what you what the places that you said that you're top five. Mm -hmm. are kind of like all over the world and yeah. i visited the japan from your list I, I visited japan i visited tulum um brazil i can't remember the other ones you said uh i said greece vietnam and bosnia and Herzegovina. okay yeah. yeah i haven't visited those three i, I have been to uh southern uh, southeast asia but not to vietnam mm. um but I, I mean, I mean, it is on my on my bucket list. But I would say all of those places are very different from each other. Is yeah. there something that maybe is similar in all of them that made you choose those to be your top five? Mm, yeah, that's a good question. Um, I mean, I think like culture and people is definitely like something that I'm drawn to. Like, like, like if I'm like drawn to the culture or I feel like at home in a place, right. That's like really important to me. And one of the reasons why I like, you know, certain places, I also really like places in which I learn a lot. So like that, I, I don't know much about, or like that have like really like interesting and complex histories. Um, you know, like Bosnia and Herzegovina is one, Vietnam is another place like that. Um, and then nature, right? So like we are like, we're mostly passionate about like nature and history and food. So I guess those those three things kind of uh, make a place uh, my favorite. And yeah, the food in like Vietnam is amazing, for instance, you should absolutely go. And in Greece is as well. And like the nature in Brazil is like unbelievable and just historically and culturally Bosnia is super interesting. So yeah, those yeah, are some of the things. Some great reasons. Um, the Latina we um, uh, interviewed in the last podcast said also that is the culture that that drew her to her favorite locations, and because mm -hmm. it, it, she felt like there was a lot of similarities between those places and the Latino culture, and she mostly uh, mentioned like Asian countries, mm, yeah, and how the, like the Philippines, and they uh, the culture is very similar to the Latino culture was all about family. And yeah, family. I think that's like really interesting. And actually, when I was yeah. thinking about this, this podcast, um, and just, you know, like how connected I am with being Latina, and like how I think that influences how I travel and whether, you know, what places make me feel at home, I, I feel like, like for instance, a lot of countries in Africa are like very similar, like culturally to um, Latin America. And so like every time I go uh, and visit, you know, Kenya or Senegal or a place there, it's like, I really feel um, at home because like culturally so similar. So yeah, I, I think it's interesting that she found that that in Southeast Asia, you know, we all kind of like focus on specific things, right? Of like the things that we like. So yeah. that's cool. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool to hear like simil similarities between like your experience and her experience and and how culture is a big reason. That's pretty cool. Um, and so what inspired you to start traveling and post your experiences on Instagram? 
Yeah. Um, I mean, traveling has always been my passion. It's what I have always spent kind of my money and energy on. Um, I think what inspired me to like, you know, be these adventures, I guess, is that my parents are very adventurous people. They actually now live in Thailand. And since I was a little girl, we would like travel throughout Venezuela and spend weeks like in the jungle and in beaches. And I, you know, I think that I fell in love with sort of nature and traveling and adventuring then. Um, and I also always sort of wanted to encourage and inspire others to travel more. Um, and that's what led me to share my experiences on IG. I kind of just wanted to show what I was seeing and what I was learning and how transformative um, all of that was for me. So maybe yeah. others would want to kind of join, you know. That's amazing. I, I agree. I think that um, how you're, how you're raised and kind of your, your exposure to things and mm -hmm. kind of a big impact, you know, on, on your life and just even, or even, even if it's not how you grew up, like certain parts of your life right. impact on yeah and how to uh I guess you can say live the rest of your life so that's yeah. that's pretty cool um and it's mm -hmm. awesome that your parents um are are also adventurous um it's, it's yeah a, yeah it's a it's a surprise to me to to hear that they're living in Thailand that's pretty yeah. cool <laughs> yeah they've been there for six years and they literally were like oh yeah like let's move to a place we've never seen before let's just sell our things and just take a plane and yeah they, they've been there for six years now so they're obviously uh liking it and enjoying it um but yeah it, it tells you a lot about them you know that that's kind of what where they decided to retire basically that is amazing that is very cool and i know you've answered a little bit of, um through you know the last few minutes but um, do you think your Latino culture and heritage has an impact on your travels? And if so, yeah. if so, how so? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it is my identity and it's my husband's identity. And, you know, we're Latin American people and we love our culture. Uh, we love the openness and the warmth of our cultures. And we travel this way, right? We we try as much as possible to be open, right? To experiences and challenges and opportunities and learnings and, you know, to connect with people in like authentic ways and in deeper ways. Um, and I think that a lot of that has to do with just who we are, right? As, as Latinos and where we were raised and um, like what the culture around us was, you know, when we were growing up and until, you know, our twenties. So. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. um, and, and as you, you are um, obviously a nomad with so many countries under your belt. What do you, what do you say has been an advantage and a disadvantage about seeing the world? Yeah, I don't I don't think there are any disadvantage about seeing the world. Like um I, I don't I don't think it's always easy, you know, especially if you travel all the time or if it's your lifestyle, you know, I, I don't I never want to be the person that paints it all rosy right because there are challenges right about traveling there are challenges but I think that even when it is hard it's positive like traveling makes you stronger it makes you more empathetic it makes you more understanding more educated like I, I truly believe that it makes you a better human um if you let it of course right not if you only travel to like all inclusives in Cancun but um if you let it like it, it will make you a better person you know a hundred percent I can't agree with you more there I, I would say that um, just uh, being um, open to different cultures and seeing different mm -hmm. locations, like you're saying, like not just all inclusives in, in Cancun, <laughs> but it re really opens up a whole different perspective and a whole different side that you that you probably have never seen. You know, like I could speak for myself. I uh, was born and raised in L.A. And to be honest, I didn't really start traveling until 
in my early 30s. Um, I In LA, I really just went to Mexico and Hawaii and that was pretty much it. But it wasn't until I went to business school in Indiana and then lived in New York that it, I really started traveling more. And I was just in awe, like just amazed with, I mean, I you knew, you know, there's other cultures and other countries, but not until you're standing there and seeing it. Absolutely. It makes an impact. And, and you're right, it makes you empathetic and helps you understand that, you know, we're just this little dot in this universe. Mm -hmm. There's so many other people, so many, it's very humbling, you know, it's absolutely see that, you know, you're sharing this planet with so many other people in so many other countries. And, you know, um, everybody is, is, is a human being, everybody has a say, and it's just, uh, it's definitely um, something that everybody should experience for sure. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Yeah. And 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 in that sense, I mean, what would you say? What would you tell people if they maybe are not able because of time or money to to see the world? Or is there anything else you think they can do? Or how else do you think they can experience experience maybe different cultures? Can you yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's a it's a great question because of course, like it is it is a privilege, right? Like traveling is a privilege, and we should never not consider it as such, right? And not not everyone has the the opportunity to do that. Um, I mean, I think like reading it's like a really great uh thing to do. Like, I mean, even even when I'm not traveling, right? Like, if I'm reading about a place or like learning about a certain place, like you can sort of see a place that way, right? And like understand it better. And then once you're there, it's like you know everything hits even deeper. But you know, also we live in a world that's so connected now, right? Like it's not the same as living you know, like even 50 years ago, like where now you, you can like go on YouTube, right? And see like a lot of things like of like what's happening around the world or you can just, you know, even go to Instagram or like, and just sort of experience a little bit, right? Of, of what a place has to offer uh, from another person's lens, you know? So um, yeah, I think those are some ways. Yeah, I think that those are, are, are that's a great advice. And uh, thank you for that. Would you say that, like, because you've traveled a lot, and I'm sure you have tons of stories, and you have tons of experience. Would you say there was like a particular time when you experienced or saw something in a different country that you were like, wow, like, like, like it was very humbling, like, it made you yeah. feel like, like, you were such a privileged person, very lucky person. Was there ever like a moment that you made you felt that way? I mean, I think there's so many, like I like, especially now coming out of like a 15 months, like full-time travel, like really focusing on like every, like the only thing I needed to do on a day-to-day -day basis was like to explore and learn and understand, you know, and our last like the like maybe three and a half months of our trip was uh doing a road trip in the Balkans um which you know it's like I feel like it's an area of the world that is like super underrated and that's kind of the reason why I wanted to go like I mean I guess the only country there that's like super famous now is Croatia but there's like a lot of countries in that area uh, and we went to all of them right like we did this big road trip and just like went from country to country and it's it has an incredibly complex history um like between it right like many many of the countries there were 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 Yugoslavia before and then they broke and there were a lot of wars like very recent wars right in the 90s um and honestly just work like doing that was like so eye-opening and enlightening in so many different ways just to see how each country and this was sort of a theme of our entire trip honestly because we were focused a lot on history and like learning from it and just kind of 
understanding the current situation um, in each of these countries. And, you know, a big thing was just to like realize, right, how much, um, how much history and what happens so recently, like influences, you know, like how people see history today and like how yeah. each country, no matter how close they are and no matter how like the same they are, like ethnically and otherwise, like how each country has their own history and like how they tell it, right? It's like different and like how, like, you know, from afar, it's like very interesting to learn about it. But then once you're there and you talk to people and you hear what they went through, right? Like you can, I don't know, you sort of like, you put yourself in their shoes, right? And you'd like truly see it from a different perspective. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that that has been the latest sort of experience that's been like really wow. enlightening. That's very impressive. Like, you know, that those experiences are just priceless, you know? And yeah. No, no sitting in a cube will ever replace that. <laughs> sitting in a cube for eight hours a day is ever going to replace, replace Absolutely. That. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. What would you, how would you, how did you guys uh, navigate um, traveling during COVID? I'm assuming you didn't travel, but then that was, I want to say like a year or two. How did, how did you guys go about yeah. that? Yeah, I mean, we we did travel because we, we Mexico like was actually open, right? And the U.S. was too, and that's kind of where our bases are. And so we basically traveled in in like you know we, we came to Mexico. This is where we went really in Mexico, where we went in the pandemic in Tulum. And so yes, of course, the first three months or something we were completely locked, right? And like yes, we were at home, and there were like other avenues, right? That that we would just not travel, but just like you know do to to be okay. Um, but then afterwards, when things started getting a little bit better, like we we did a lot of local stuff, right? So we would road trip around the Yucatan Peninsula, which has a ton of things to see. Um, and it was actually lovely because, you know, like it was like there were no tourists, right? Or not a lot of tourists and um, everything was just, um, yeah, like it was a different situation here, right? Because the weather too, like it's very warm, everything's super open. Um, cases were very low for a long time, specifically in this area where we are at, not like in Mexico City, but we weren't there. So yeah, we, I mean, we kept like exploring in some ways just differently, right? But um, yeah, that's kind of how we, we did it. That is true. It, the... It was easy, definitely easier to travel when nobody else was traveling. Yeah. That's for sure. Um, yeah. So if there's anything you could do to make the world a better place through your travels, what would that be? I think you can make the world a better place by being humble when you travel, um, by being kind of open to learning and understanding that, you know, there are many ways to see life and to live life. And I think if you make an effort to connect with locals and you're authentic and curious and open, um, you know, like even sometimes about yourself, right? And your biases and stereotypes, then I think simply by doing that, you will open minds, right? You will show yourself and you will show others that people, no matter where they are, we are all more similar than different. You know, you might think differently and feel differently and have different ways of seeing life, but in the end, we all want to be happy. We all want to be fulfilled. We all want to have health. Um, so yeah, I think kind of, you know, if, if we travel more humbly, um, we can make a difference. Have you ever felt like when you were somewhere, maybe if you to do some volunteer work or have you ever been considerate or looked into it? So, I mean, we like, we've done many things, but like, yeah, no, not in like an organized, in an organized sort of fashion, right? Where like, we would go to a specific place to, to volunteer. 
Yeah, although I'm of, of course there's like plenty of organizations that do that, right? Like, but we mostly focus on like like actually going on um, like historical tours and learning from folks on the ground. Um, wow. And then you know we are part of like nonprofits boards and stuff outside. Um, but yeah, like we for instance, like I was I used to be the, the board president of an organization working in, in Chiapas in Mexico. It's called One Equal Heart, and we would travel right to Chiapas with that organization to actually like kind of work on the ground with locals and like understand the situation and the challenges and the opportunities and you know talk to farmers or talk to uh kind of women working on 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 empowerment etc so i mean we, we did specific trips like that yeah 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 i guess i guess the reason i ask is because i feel like there's been plenty of times when i've been somewhere where i i see certain things and i'm like oh, i wish i could just i don't know go in there and help them clean or go over here and talk to people or you know like i i don't know like yeah. i when you travel to certain places and you feel like you're more privileged than where you're visiting, you, you want to give back somehow. And I guess I just haven't found the way to find, figure that out once I'm already in the destination, you know, and I guess it's something that you have to do more pre-planned or, you know, look right. at it going. So I was just curious. To hear I mean, that. yeah, I think it's either like, it's either you have to do more like, yeah, pre, pre-plan it, right. And think about it before and like connect with organizations prior to that. Um, or, or like have more time, right? Um, like if you are going, like if you have the, the you know, the benefit and, and and are lucky enough to have like a fully remote job, for instance, and you can go somewhere and stay there for, you know, a month or three months, then yeah, you have a lot more time, right? Like to really figure out wow. like, how do I connect locally and how do I make a difference? I think it is important though, to always keep in mind that like, we're not saviors, right? Like that, like this mentality, right? Of like, oh, it's like, yeah. oh, we want to go somewhere and we want to like, you know, like make a difference, like, like, of course you can make a difference in many ways, right? Not only like, I don't know, like, you know, volunteering with an organization to help clean X, Y, and Z. And I'm not saying that that's like, that you shouldn't do that, but it's important that, that we understand that it's like, it's much more complex than that, right? Like that you go in there and like working with them for two hours, like, you know, like you could, you could probably make a larger impact if like you work with the organization long-term online doing like whatever you're good at, right? I don't know if you know about like marketing or SEO or like, so like, I think like that has been my approach always, right? To like really get deep with that specific organization and like work with them, um, like using my skills, like my, like whatever skills I think I have that not everybody has, right? Um, I think that that's like more sustainable. So you're right. You, you, that's a really good point. And, and and that is, I mean, you hit the nail on the head when you said we're not saviors. Yeah. And so <laughs> you're very, very right. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things that like, you know, maybe there's, there's ways to, to do that be pre-planned or, you know, I don't know, maybe that's something we can incorporate. Or even afterwards, right? Like if you're, if you like, if you go somewhere and you like, you feel really passionate about that place or that, or, or a specific sort of opportunity or challenge, right? Like you could always, right, afterwards be like, okay, what organizations are, are existent that are trying to solve that challenge, right? And how can I help move forward that needle, right? From wherever I am, right? You don't necessarily need to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's very, very true. Um. Well, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. Yeah, same here, Thank Susana. You Thank so, you so much. Yeah. Um, so um, everyone, as a reminder, Carla is on Instagram as we're on planet Earth. And as as usual, um, Discoverless is looking to engage with you as a traveler. So if you would like to share your experience traveling this summer or this past or this holiday, we're not in the summer anymore, in this holiday time <laughs> frame, and would like to be a guest on our podcast, 
please contact me on I want to travel at discoverless.com or you can also chat with us on Instagram, uh, Facebook, and it's no longer Twitter, it's X. It's no longer Twitter, it's X. And of course, the Discoverless app. So again, thank you so much, Carla, for your time. It is very much appreciated. It's been an honor speaking with you and interviewing you. Thank you, Susana. Yeah, it's been such a pleasure. Thank you. Oh, 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 oh,